Hey guys, it's Tyler talking. Um, so what you're about to listen to is a conversation that I had with my buddy Scott. Um, I was new to it. I had never done it before. We tried doing it on Skype. We tried doing it on Discord. But Scott uh, didn't have Audacity, and I didn't know he needed Audacity. <laughs> and so foolishly, I recorded this over a phone. Um, so as I said, it was recorded in January. I've been kind of toying with it that long. It was all on one audio file. So I did the best I could to fluctuate the sound. Um, but it doesn't sound great, um, which is too bad because the conversation is really, really good. Um, so I did the best I could, but just be prepared. Um, it's a little jumbled because there was no format, um, but I did my best to splice it all together in, in a way that is fun and easy to listen to. Um, so without uh, any further ado, um, here's what I think I'm going to call uh, Kaiju Conversation uh, with Mr. Scott Fawcett. Um, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, do I have a treat for you. A Conversation for One is being joined by its very first guest, well, at the time of this recording at least, uh, this friend of the show isn't your run-of-the-mill movie watcher. Note this man is extremely well-versed, some would even say an expert, on classic horror. We're talking Universal, uh, Hammer, anything really. And of course, monster films, all monster films, including Kaiju. He's my pal. He's been, I don't know, probably eight years now. It's been about eight years. Yeah, yeah. about eight years. Uh, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Scott Fawcett. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's great. Yeah, man. Quite flattering. <laughs> I would definitely say I'm a fan of Hammer. When it comes to Universal, less so. We've seen Probably me more so. Into, yeah, you more so. When they pop into theaters, we see them. But yeah, man, you've um, been friends for a while. We're both huge film fans. We appreciate the older movies. Um, I would say definitely, like, you know, knowing you for all these years, like, you've really like inspired me to like collect more and like it's broadened my taste so, it's probably you know, not a good thing it's sort of been mutual what it's probably not a good thing to be influencing you to collect <laughs> well i wasn't a collector like until you know we roomed in in university in first year and then like i really i had i had a few dvds but then i really got into collecting and like sort of broadened my taste a bit and uh you know in terms of monster movies i think we both kind of fed off each other's fandoms and like sort of you know expanded in that way um yeah absolutely definitely with godzilla like when the 2014 film came out which we're gonna get into um that uh we sort of stepped in and opened a pandora's box of like you know eastern monster films and like we never looked back yeah that's basically it like yeah. we definitely had like that that love for godzilla but i think once mm-hmm. 2014 was announced that's what really spearheaded yeah. everything Yeah, 80s horror is cool. Yeah. You know, we've had our marathons and stuff. We've roomed again uh, in the last year of university. So, yeah. um, But in terms of Godzilla, um, I would say I was like a semi-fan. Really? Like years ago. Yeah, well, honestly, before the 2014 film, I kind of... It's almost like a taboo fandom with some people, right? Oh, it's huge, yeah. You know know how it is, right? Like, you talk to some people, it's like, yeah, like, Godzilla, I like it. It's like... It's a joke. It's very, like... Yeah. I know. When it comes... 
with the majority of people, it's just like, oh, you like Godzilla, and it instantly it becomes like that, like kitschy, kind of like men in suits for kids kind yeah. of thing. No, totally, totally. And the thing is, you just need to understand, like <laughs> Japan in the sixties and seventies, it's so different. It's a different society, different culture, right? Like, yeah, all that you can see that tokusatsu influence. It's just different. It's just a different style, and some people. I know you've discussed on the show before, like, how some people just don't like black and white films. It's kind of similar, I think. People see an older... People even see, like, older-style films. People t- people tell me sometimes, like, oh, like, uh, it'll be Halloween or something, you know. I know both of us, we go through a lot of horror films in, uh, like, on Halloween season, right? Like, yeah. uh, I know you did your, your special earlier in the year on that. Like, I'll be watching something like The Exorcist, and people will be like, oh, no, I don't watch this. It's too old. And, like, you don't watch this. It's, like, one of the greatest horror yeah, films ever. Right? You're like, no. It's from like the early seven. It's from the early seventies or mid seventies. I'm like, you're, you're ridiculous. Like that's. <laughs> I know. But, the fact that people whatever. can't even wrap their minds around watching a good story just because it's old, you know, like they instantly write yeah. it off. Absolutely. No. And there's, you know, there's plenty of good films going back to the forties, thirties. I mean, some of those Universal films are great, actually. Like I've never seen Bride of Frankenstein, but. Oh really? I heard it's amazing. Oh, yeah, you definitely like got to check that out. You're definitely more of the universal guy, but we—I've seen the original Frankenstein. I've seen the Mummy. The Mummy's pretty slow, but I know it has its fans too. I wouldn't rank the Mummy as one of the high ones. It's definitely yeah. not a high point. But yeah, Bride of Frankenstein—you definitely got to see. It's a completely different beast. I—I—I I, I would personally say that Frankenstein is actually a better film than Bride, but Bride is yeah. like high caliber sequel. It's one of those where it's yeah. like the sequel's better. I mean, that's why a lot of those movies get remade. It's not because they're old, it's because the story's good. And people aren't going to go see it because they, like, view it as old or, or like, poor quality. Yeah. It's because, yeah, exactly. And they're going to they're gonna want to remake it. Um, how long does your editing process take usually? Probably a while, right? Fuck, it takes so long. Especially if I do, like, a two-hour episode. Then it's, yeah. uh, it literally can take up to, like, three or four hours just to edit. Yeah, true. I, I, I listened yesterday to, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. I think I listened to, I don't think I've done your Disney episode, but I got through the Godzilla one. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, you know, like, you even say in it, you're like, oh man, like, this is, a lot of you kaiju fans aren't going to agree with me, but I was like, yeah, this is, I totally agree with the, the uglies. I mean, Godzilla's Revenge is definitely that anime. Is, oh man, that anime is so fucking, fucking anime. painful to get through. I watched the first one and I was like in Korea when I first came out and I was like this is dog shit like holy crap they, they fucked this up hardcore yeah there's like no Godzilla in that so it... <laughs> yeah the first one they're like we're aliens in space and we need to get back to earth uh, what what is this I was like how did they fuck this up so hard you know yeah and then for the second one they're like don't worry we'll have Mecha Godzilla Mecha Godzilla doesn't even show up in it and they show Godzilla for like yeah. two scenes I was fucking raging Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I'm just recording all of this, so I can hodgepodge it all together. Okay, okay. So then, I guess we can kind of talk about that now. But, um, yeah, so, fucking, <laughs> I didn't even bother with the second and third one. The third one came out not too long ago, and actually my roommate in Peterborough right now, Daniel, yeah. he's another student, like, he's pretty cool, he's into, like, anime and some other stuff, too, so he, he saw I had the... Uh, Godzilla sticker on my computer, the next Godzilla one, and I was, she was like, oh, like, are you into that stuff? And I was like, yeah, and I was like, not many people, you know, kaiju fans, they're around, but like, there's not many, and so, he's, he 
he's not as into it as me, but he likes them too. He's more into like anime, like Pokemon stuff like that. But you know, Kaiju is kind of related to like other stuff like that. So he said he he watched the other two anime and he was like, they aren't they aren't good. Like they're bad. <laughs> well, yeah, and I feel like that's also too like what Toho was trying to do. Like we'll get a new crowd because I was reading even on Reddit that they were saying that Godzilla is really not popular with a lot of Japanese people. Yeah. Which is disappointing. Yeah, no, it's, it's popularity has definitely like died down. So I guess, yeah, they're trying to, I, I guess, address it with that anime crowd, right? That's the, that's the idea. But, I mean, they clearly, there's, there's way better ways you can do it, you know? Oh, for sure. You don't have to go so dark and gritty and like, they're so convoluted. There are all these like races in space, like in that spaceship. And I was like, ah, Honestly, I don't even remember the end. They, like, landed back on Earth, and there was, like, a, a giant Godzilla, and I was like, it's cool in concept, but it's, the execution was just so horrible. Like, fuck, yeah. they fucked that up. Absolutely, really yeah. Bad. I find that this, that's with, like, all of them. Even last night, I was trying to get through the third one, and, like, yeah. the one character is explaining to the main character, like, so, yeah, that's why I had to do it. And it's, like, sound, and then he's like, no, I hate you, I'm leaving. Just, like, all this, like, anime emotion, and I was like, okay, but, like, it doesn't translate to the story. Yeah. And also, too, just have some Godzilla in it. I think that would be, like, a big thing. Honestly. <sighs> I mean, people think that's a problem with a lot of a lot of these films these days, right? Like, the 2014 one, people were like, oh, there's no fucking Godzilla. Like, give us more Godzilla. Yeah. I mean, it looks at least it looks like in King of the Monsters, they're going to give us a lot of monster action, which is good. There is other monsters in that 2014 film. People are like, oh, I, I timed it. There's only eight minutes of Godzilla. Like, oh, Jesus Christ, like, calm down. I mean, 2014, I like that movie. No, no, I, yeah, definitely. I like that movie, but I can agree with that complaint because yeah. that was the biggest thing, like, the cock teasing. Like, here comes a big fight, and then they'll do some, like, artistic cutaway. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they're like, oh, they're watching it on the... They're, they're literally showing in the style of, like, an original kaiju fight. It looks like, you know, like, what you would get in the 70s of a heisei. They're actually, like, full monsters on TV. It's like a news report. They're fighting. And I was like, show me that. And then they cut away. I totally agree. There there were definitely frustrations I had with that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, little teases like, oh, here's his big ass elephant foot. And I was like, oh, okay. He roars. And then they kind of cut away to Andrew Taylor Johnson saving a Japanese kid on a train or something. Oh, right, right, right. At like the, in the, the, Hawaii, the Hawaiian airport, right? Yeah, that scene when he yeah. comes in and the bass like is like, and if yeah. they like actually went into that fight, that would have been probably one of the best scenes in the film. Honestly, they should have just shown it. They should. They should re- <laughs> I wish there was like a you know theoretically if there was like a director's cut where it's like hey, the studio wanted me to focus on the actors, but here's more like thanks Gareth Edwards, like more kaiju action or something because he he's a, he is apparently like at least a semi Godzilla fan. I don't know how much of a yeah, Godzilla I'm. Fan. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I feel like the studio didn't get too involved because of, like, what 98 was. They're like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's let this guy do what he wants to do. Let him do his thing, yeah. I guess there was a lot of, well, there was a lot of buggering around with 98, from what I understand. I mean, Lots. they had, like, there was supposed to be another monster called the Griffin or something in another script. They had, you know, which we've discussed before, but there's there's a lot of that, that stuff, and then they were just messing around with it but apparently toho was behind the design on 98 they were like yeah that looks great yeah so they actually loved the design from toho 
Yeah, like the main guy who ran Toho was like, yes, I am absolutely about this design. And then when that guy, he either passed away or stepped down when the movie like tanked, they were like, yeah, this was shit. We are never behind this. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think it was Tomoyuki Tanaka. He's like the, he's like, he was like the producer on like the majority of the whatever we have, like 35 Godzilla films. He passed away like in I think the early, like early 2000s or something and then they kind of distanced themselves from it, I guess. And then they called him Zilla. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it was really the 2014 film, which I, you know, sort of opened the floodgates, at least for us. And I know what was that, that that Sony. I don't know if they have it still. Cracked. Oh no, no! It that? just it recently folded in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have it here anymore. But um, it had a lot of good ways. ones. What's that? It had a lot of good ones when we were watching it. It had like it almost did, the yeah. entire Heisei and Millennium series. They were like. Yeah, they were just definitely capitalizing off of it. I guess they were. I guess they were maybe just capitalizing off of it coming out because yeah, yeah the Sony service had all of those ones which they have the distri- distribution rights to here in North America. Still, they were like boom, boom, boom. You know, you got like the, uh, most of the Heisei films, I think, and then few of the Millennium films they had out. Yep. Yeah, I yeah, think they um, even had like the two Showa films. They had the rights for still, like Sun and Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, I think they still had. I think they even had like Son of Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla, like oh, the, Mecha Godzilla one. Yeah, because like they had those rights weirdly still. That's why those DVDs yeah. are out of print. Oh yeah, oh, so frustrating. I don't have Son of Godzilla, but that's that's one of those those niche ones. I think I'd like to own one day, but I have. I wouldn't I spend the dollars. Like if someone's like, I had a brand new copy of Son of Godzilla, and it, I'll charge you a hundred bucks. I'd be like, you keep it. <laughs> like I would not spend a hundred dollars for that film. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it, it's it's a weird one. I, I only I think you and I watched it once. And, you know, they're on the island. That like Minya's cold. People, like, <laughs> 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 uh, I love that. I know. I, and you you spoke about it last time, but, uh, or you know, whenever you're going to release this episode, but pretty recently when you did your um, Good, Bad, the Ugly of Godzilla. But I don't remember. Minion's voice being weird, but then Godzilla's Revenge, which I haven't even seen. To be oh, honest, really? I'm a huge kaiju fan. There are a few I haven't seen. Um, I've never seen Revenge just because, you know, the whole kaiju fandom is like, Revenge isn't that good. I don't like the films which have a lot of um, stock footage, to be honest. A lot of those, like, I don't I don't like Gigan for that reason. People are like, Gigan's really fun. It's kind of comic booky and, like, you know, literally the, char- the main character is like a manga artist or something. Yeah. I'm not a big... Yeah. Uh, it's got like a lot of good action. Um, the design, the original design of Mechagodzilla is my favorite. Like, it, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the Heisei one is it's pretty bulky, and then when you get into um, you know the uh, the Millennium one, it's great too. Like Tokyo SOS, love that movie. The design is pretty good, but when you when we're talking the original Showa one, man, he's got like the finger missiles. He's got like chest missiles. Like he has like a, his his head like spins around and creates like this shield. Yeah, that's interesting. You try to like punch him and it just doesn't work. And it's just got a lot of cool mechanics. Also, I'm a fan of King Caesar. Yeah, a lot of people don't like King Caesar, though, I find. Do you you see that sometimes? Um, Yeah, 
went back in final words and just like the look at like like soccer ball anger into his face. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, come on. But final words is that his own beat. That's probably the most divisive film. Yeah, I'm whole, I'm not a fan. The whole series. Final words? It's, yeah. It's, I don't know who it is, personally. Uh, the problem with me is that like it's like eighty percent human plot, and it's like Power Rangers, which I like Power Rangers, yeah. but it doesn't belong yeah. in Godzilla. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of like a take it or leave it thing. Some people are like, I mean, there are parts which are kind of cool. There's one part where those they're like there's mutants or something in it. Yep. And uh, <laughs> mind you, I do like the end fight. They bring back, they sort of change around Gigant's. Uh, design of it and he's got like buzzsaws in his hand and stuff and it's yeah Gigan's it's, awesome in that film yeah and I mean it's, it's cool it's to really see awesome. yeah it's cool the to see a bunch down. of old it's cool to see like a bunch of the old designs kind of revitalized a bit that part I like yeah but the movie just drags for me I, I it, yeah. yeah well like I was saying so this, this director Ruhei Kitamura he did some like edgy uh, martial arts sort of I think gangster films there's one called Versus apparently pretty good which I was interested in seeing but it's like he worked for Toho a bit and they were like oh we want to cap off the Millennium series it's like he watched it and some of the people were like oh wow Godzilla is cheesy garbage like let's just combine it with like weird other ideas like mutants and I mean there's some interesting concepts in it they kind of combine uh, they uh, <laughs> they sort of pay homage to like Monster Zero with those aliens but, yeah yeah there's definitely a bit of that but I just found yeah. it was like very Matrixy Power Rangers, and I yeah, honestly, I didn't want like, any Matrix part of it. Out, Matrix came out three years before, so let's just have people like running on walls with like sunglasses and like flipping. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> just really? coat it head to toe in leather. Yeah, no kidding. And there's that one guy. I think he. I think he's like a a wrestling yeah actor in it. <laughs> I don't know who, but Don Fry. He's like. Uh, Former mixed martial artist, amateur professional wrestler, UFC Hall of Fame, and actor. <laughs> UFC Hall of Fame. Description. It's like, yeah, apparently. Interesting. Uh, but I don't know that what. But there are interesting ideas. You know, they have like the Gotengo or whatever that thing is called. Like that. Oh yeah, like with the, the ship or whatever on it. Anyway. Yeah, it's not my favorite. And uh, just jumping back like a second there too, I love SOS. Yeah. Because it kind of ties in with all of the Showa series, but that's probably the yeah. one film that I've seen maybe the least amount of times. Final Wars? No, um, SOS. Oh, SOS, yeah. Actually, um, speaking of which, yeah, I actually saw it just very recently, like maybe only four days ago or something, because I, I was bringing some... Usually when I come back to Toronto, I'll rotate my DVDs and Blu-rays, and I'll, I'll bring some other ones up, and like Godzilla's coming out, and I've been talking to my roommate about it, and that new movie's coming, so we... Uh, we were just discussing it, and I brought up Tokyo SOS, so we put it on. I think that was probably probably one of the first Millennium films he's seen, and it's it's just a really enjoyable one, honestly. Like they they you know at one point you have like Kumanga, who's like you want to talk about obscure kaiju, like Kumanga is pretty fucking obscure. He's from that like yep. space amoeba movie or whatever. So mm-hmm. my my roommate was like, who's that? And I was like, it's just some other kaiju. Yeah, like, it's not okay. not really important. Godzilla, like, kills him underwater, I guess, and the character's like, oh my god, he's dead. 
the is that is that the the film I'm thinking of? I was thinking that was like GMK, where there's like the the kaiju's washed up on the beach. No, uh, maybe in GMK as well. I I I've honestly have only seen GMK. I thought once it was very good. Um, really? I'm not a big fan of it because they they make yeah I've only seen it once. Oh, because uh, King Ghidra. Yeah. yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Deidre is like a, a good character, and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of a purist with this shit sometimes. Like, Deidre should be a villain, or yeah. should be a good guy. Like, he's some guardian hero or something. So, no. Godzilla, although Godzilla in that movie is badass, he's like possessed by the ghosts of like dead Japanese spirits from World War Two or something. It, it's it's ambitious for sure. That movie. Yeah. Well, and I I totally get where you're coming from there because. Uh, like King Ghidra, not only is he like the good guy, but he's like very underpowered and small. So that's like one yeah. complaint I have with that film too. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. He he is definitely underpowered. Um, I wish I just wish they they mixed it up a little bit more because originally that movie was supposed to have like Baran in it, like some other obscure kaiju. It was supposed to have like Baran and uh, Anguirus, Baragons in it. Bar- was it supposed to have Anguirus? Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be Anguirus, Varan, and Baragon, and they're like, no, yeah. those characters won't sell. Yeah, so I was probably like, Ew, who the fuck are these characters from, like, the obscure Showa films? That would have been cool, that, though. Honestly, it, it, Baragon's in it, and, like, he's not even in the title for fucking Baragon. I'm like... <laughs> That's like, easily the saddest Andre. death in that film. It's like <laughs> it's like watching an angry man kill a puppy. <laughs> he gets, like, one good fight in on Godzilla's arm, and he's like, oh, you fucking underground piece of shit, and just, like, <laughs> takes him to down a bit, you know? Yeah. That's okay. Very explicit language. Every time in this podcast, I'm like, I'm not going to swear, and then I drop an F-bomb. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's one I think I need to revisit. But yeah, Tokyo SOS, is, that's a good one. It's like, that's probably it in my top five for sure. Um, oh, really? When it comes to Tokyo SOS, yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's definitely a good film. I've seen Against a hundred times. Top 10. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I think we watched that for the first time, like, together when it when all those, like we said, all those movies came on Crackle, because Sony was like, oh my god, let's milk this. Like, yeah. That's probably <laughs> in, like, 2013. For money, but, um, it's, it's a good one. Like, like uh, you know, it's got some aliens influence at the beginning. It's like, they're clearly ripping off a little bit of uh, <laughs> Xenomorph, but yeah. um, by the end, it's like, you know, you got... I mean, those Heisei films are pretty connected. You got, like, Godzilla's son, um, who's, like, you know, as large as the main Godzilla by the time they kind of team up on him. And Destroyer is just a really cool design. Like, I wish we can get into this, like, for what Toho, like, which direction they should take the series, but I just wish they would, like, be more creative. Like, the best films in Heisei, in my opinion, are, like, that. Um, and I'm assuming people know what we're talking about a little I know. I always for go, all the listeners, like we haven't really. I know. I always go like deep into it, and then I'm like, oh, not everybody listening is me. We're like so deep, and it's like, oh, not everyone is kaiju fans. So basically, Heisei is like the ninth series. Like it started. Yeah. It started in like '85, but it carried to like the, the you know '97 or '98 or whatever. Yeah. Or '95. Destroy is '95, but. Is it '95? Yeah, Destroy is '95, um, and the Showa films are all like '60s and '70s. Those are like they're getting into the old stuff. Godzilla's like, I'm a hero, like, I'm gonna save the earth from yeah. strange shit, like, you know. Show us, like, 54 to 78? 
or 76. It starts with yeah. Gojira and it ends with Terror of Mecha Godzilla. Uh, yeah, it ends with uh, exactly ends with Terror of Mecha Godzilla, which is it's a pretty good one too. Um, I prefer versus Mecha Godzilla, but like Titanosaurus is, you know, just just give us some different kaiju, right? Like yeah, that, that Titanosaurus isn't. I mean, people aren't always like, wow, like that's a great kaiju, but like no, if they brought him back, like that'd be cool too. Yeah, but like uh, I agree uh, with you, a little mix here and there, something new, even if it's not like the best monster you've seen, yeah. like I'm all for it. Exactly, right? Like, uh, the problem with the Godzilla series is that Toto relies far too heavily on Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and Rodan. It's like, they're just like, those are the only ones that can sell, so we just need to release those again and again. Yeah. You have other unique monsters. Like, I would even say Baragon is, like, more unique than Rodan. Like, he's, like, a burrowing monster that, like, comes up and does a lot of damage, especially in that original Frankenstein Conquers the World film, which is that's that's there's a, there's a piece of that's piece actually a great film. Yeah, Frankenstein Conquers the World to me is actually like far better than the majority of Godzilla films. I like it a lot. It, it's actually pretty good, yeah. And um, more gargantuous too. Like the, that's a perfect film, the, almost. The the sequel like it's quite which are you know it's kind of desequalized here in North America, but when they released it, they were like no one knows the you know, the Japanese title. I mean, it makes sense that they did that, but... Yeah, I don't think in the dub title. they really touch on that too much, that they're, yeah. like, spliced. But when you do watch, if you have that, uh... Oh, God, I have a few of those DVDs. What, classic media? The classic media DVDs, yeah. If you, if you, if you watch the original Japanese on there, um, it does have, you know, they, it, they do talk about it briefly in the uh, subversion. They're like, oh, spawn from the pieces of Frankenstein. And, like... You know, if you're not familiar with that, uh, people in North America are going to be like, what the hell are they talking about? But basically, you know, the original Japanese film was called Frankenstein's Monsters, Sonda versus Gyra, which is, in itself is a confusing title. Oh, extremely. They're spawned from, like, pieces of that kaiju-sized, strange-looking Godzilla. Or, sorry, Godzilla. And one's Earth and one's Sea, which is already confusing yeah. enough for American audiences. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah, that's perfect. It's quite funny. And by the end, he's like fighting Baragon, and it's like they're in this burning forest. And I, I enjoy it, dude. It's, it's good. Yeah, those films, though, unless you know where to look, because as far as I know, Frankenstein Conquers the World is like, I'm pretty sure that film was out of print before the classic media films started pumping out. And it, 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 it hasn't uh, been released yeah, on Blu-ray. It's out of print, right? But, and then, speaking of out of print ones, like, we were talking about that before. You were telling me, or just, I was just listening to your last one when you were talking about Godzilla, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. But, um, what was it? Uh, you were saying uh, on that podcast, like, Violante goes for, like, which is crazy that Violante goes for, like, 150 now. Yeah. That's, that's insane, because... It used to be like a two for twenty, like three years ago, four years ago. It was like a two for twenty film. Yeah, and it's that's so frustrating. Yeah, I'm looking here, like DVD import, ninety eight dollars. Holy shit! Just for DVD. Just for DVD. Yeah, hundred hundred sixty three. More buying options, hundred fifteen for new and used. And new and used, sometimes it's like it's 
it's just, it, it's mangled. It's, like, it's, dead, like, it's, it's a little mangled. It's like what happened with someone stepping on this? Like, I don't know. But so, you know, if you want to get it, and then there's like other ones you scroll down and it's like $600. And it's like, I'm not spending that much on the Kaiju movie. But yeah. But yeah, it's sad. Um, I, I did see that it was quite pricey. Um, it always has been. Even when we were like starting to get into it hardcore, like that film was still like 60 bucks. Yeah. Oh, it's not too bad, actually. It says Amazon Choice. Wait, is this like Amazon? Oh, they're selling the poster. Oh. Which is actually a pretty cool poster. Frankenstein Conquers the World movie poster. But um, yeah, $34. Not too bad, actually. No, that's not too bad. Well, I think we covered for the most part like the actual Toho series. Um, yeah. Our sort of tastes and where we like on that, yeah, that subject. Exactly. Um, so maybe we can move on to the MonsterVerse, Legendary and Warner Bros. MonsterVerse. Uh, for sure. Which, to just clarify for everybody, is different than uh, Universal's Dark Universe uh, that has, like, Dracula Untold. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is the mummy. Well, you'd be surprised. A lot of people think the MonsterVerse is for the Universal Monsters. It, I don't know why. Like, I get it, like the Universal Monsters, but, um, but yeah. So, but the, the MonsterVerse is like far better. This is Universal. Uh, oh my God! I almost said Universal's uh, Warner Bros. Um, series. It has Godzilla, uh, Kong Skull Island. It's gonna have the new Godzilla King of the Monsters. That's the MonsterVerse. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can yeah, jump yeah. into that a bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, absolutely. So, are you a fan of the MonsterVerse? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say I am. Um, just thinking about that dark universe now, man, that was like such a thing that like fell on its face, but we don't have to talk about that. But Well, we, we can jump into this sec. I think it's so stupid that they like, they disregarded Dracula, and then they're like, alright, we'll make yeah. the mummy, and then the <laughs> mummy flopped. It was far worse than like Iron Man two or Batman versus Superman for like just shoehorning yeah. properties. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but in terms of MonsterVerse, yeah, I definitely say I am a fan. Um, like we touched on before, that twenty fourteen film, we both saw it. I think we saw it in theaters. I saw uh, it in IMAX, which was like mind blowing. Yeah, I saw it at least once. I think we saw it in twenty fourteen. We were in university together. Um, but yeah, for IMAX, I'm sure that film was mind-blowing for sure um yeah i'm definitely interested to see where they take this next film like just watching the trailer again recently it looks really good i mean uh five years in the making right it looks like they really took their time with the, this content so so great um what do you think some things that they've done right in the series are though like how have they like actually mastered stuff what are stuff you what's what are some things you like yeah, um, I would definitely say that they've done a good job in terms of introducing the universe. Uh, what's this? What's that organization they have in it? Monarch. It's like their version of Monarch, right? That's like their Agents of Shield thing, or like their 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 Shield Corporation from the MCU. But uh, they've definitely like laid a solid groundwork, especially like in Kong Skull Island. Monarch definitely had a big role. I do like that film too, Kong Skull Island. Like it was it was a pretty solid entry in. And a solid um, King Kong film, I'd say. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's not much competition. You got like, you know, that Kong 
I would I would go as um, far as saying I like it better than Peter Jackson's, to be honest. Really? I mean, Peter Jackson's has its place in, in like, where Kong has been, and, like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of overbloated. When I was younger, I really liked the Peter Jackson film. It was probably my favorite one, because that was, like, I think that was probably, like, the first Kong film I saw in, like, 2005, but... Okay. Um, I watched it again. I still like it. It's just, it's quite long. It's very people long. Do com- people do complain it's long. And what does it clock really in enjoyable. at? Like three hours, 15 minutes? Yeah, something like that. And the whole last act, by the time they're off the island, it's like, we know where this is going. It's going to rip up New York. And maybe edit it down a bit. Like, if they were releasing another version, the Peter Jackson would be like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, this is my version. Yeah, yeah, I'd be good some, watching the TV version. Yeah, there is, there is, there is a TV edit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if there's a there's probably a more ideal uh, TV. I've never seen that, but um, there's some cool creatures in that. Like uh, Peter Jackson, he, before he did Lord of the Rings, like he was heavy into like he did like films like Dead Alive, it's like a zombie film from like like '88 or something. You know, he all his New Zealand productions before he like branched yeah. into Hollywood. Very low budget, point, practical effects very films. Very low budget. It's extreme heavy on gore, but it's like very creative. It's kind of tongue in cheek funny too like uh it, it's, it's well made i've only seen meet the feebles I, i've never seen dead alive or whatever that other film is that dead he did. alive yeah that's the one would you say something evil no meet the feebles oh meet the feebles yeah i've heard of that i've never seen it either isn't that that's like the muppets thing right yeah yeah it's like no, dark I... muppets <laughs> well he goes dark sometimes there was another film he was working on recently i thought he was directing it but i guess he was just producing it um Mortal Engines, but then uh, I was like, oh, Mortal Engines is that? And I was like, oh, like popping on the internet, like looking, and it was like Rotten Tomatoes, like fifteen percent, and I was like, well, avoiding that. But I, I don't know if it's even in theaters still. It came out in December, I think. Yeah, but, his World War One documentary made more money than Mortal yeah, Engines. We were discussing that recently. Yeah, I, I, that's actually in theaters in Peterborough, the city I'm in. For I'd recommend Peter, seeing like, it. No, I actually went to, but it was sold out all three times. So I don't know about um, theaters near you um, in that very region, but they're 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 bringing it. I think it's January twenty third, like pretty soon, to our theater. So I would say like check around. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna gonna hit that up because apparently it's amazing. I, I was I was actually showing other history teachers and my history teachable. I was like, have you guys seen this? Like my friend showed me this trailer and it looks amazing like you were showing me yeah and uh they're restored and you know we're kind of getting off track here but like, it's a little uh, bit but whatever. <laughs> who are interested in like historical like i'm a big history book guy um who are interested in like it's the centennial of world war one right now right for you know people who don't know it's, it's 2019 it ended in 2018 so they like you were saying the bbc sent him like all this footage and he only used part of it yeah restored it to beautiful like crisp hd it's amazing. Just watch the trailer and you can tell, like, this is, it's a monumental document. Yeah, yeah, the film for all of those is called uh, They Shall Not Be Forgotten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It no. looks great. So, um, getting back on track, but yeah, in terms of... Uh, so, the Monsterverse, uh, 2014 Godzilla, Kong Skull Island, I think that was 2016? 2017? And then the new film coming out will be Godzilla King of the Monsters, which... Both yeah. trailers have been released. That's coming out later this year. Yeah. So 
I, I just recently rewatched that trailer, um, and it's pretty good. It, honestly, eh? it's it's quite it's quite impressive. Like uh, some of the like the act the actors and actresses look great. I mean, you got you know you got a uh, Tywin Lannister. Honestly, I, I don't Charles Dance. That's it. There we go. The yeah. Actor's name. Yeah. Um, you got Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Yeah. She's a pretty good actress, actually. I, I feel like she's going to have quite the career ahead of her. Yeah, she's probably... it looks like she's sort of coming close to Mothra at one point in that movie, so... Right, yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to yeah. do the twins, but they might. Who knows? And you also have Vera Firminga from The Conjuring and Bates Motel. Oh, yes. Uh, from Conjuring. I was like, who? She's in other horror stuff. Yeah, Vera Firminga. She's great, too. So it looks like they have a solid cast. And honestly, they've spent enough time on it. Like I said, they spent like five years. It looks like it'd be great. <laughs> I mean, it was supposed and, to come out like two years ago, and then it just kept getting pushed back and redeveloped. Yeah. Well, I remember we were talking, I think, in the early spring, uh, before you came to visit me, like, uh, we were saying, like, are they, is this even going to happen? I think we were discussing, like, there's supposed to be, a, what was it? I guess it was Comic-Con that showed that trailer, but, uh, and then it came out, it dropped at Comic-Con, you know, had your fans around the world rejoice. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, because yeah, ne- they uh, just kept saying, yeah, it's going to come out this time, and there was no production. It's going to come out this time, no production. And then they're like, yeah. production maybe started, yeah, but no one knew the, yeah. the production. <laughs> but no one really knew. But now it's, yeah, I mean, it seems like it's, it's sort of in the production hell, but honestly, from the trailers we've seen, the thing is, you got to be cautious with trailers. Like, I know. You know they could just show us all the, the good film, parts. Right? Yeah. Um, so, but honestly, it looks great. Um, in terms of the actual monster action we're getting, it looks like, the, I mean, it doesn't look like they've changed the design of Godzilla too much, but I know last podcast when you were doing your uh, Godzilla Good, Bad, the Ugly, you said they may have changed it a bit, which I didn't notice. Yeah, um, if you follow the director, uh, Mike uh, Dowertree, Dowertree. Yeah, yeah, Mike Dowertree. He's done, actually... His film, his do, track uh, record's pretty good. Yeah, he did Trick or Treat, right? Yeah, I mean, they're smaller scale films, love, yeah. but you can tell he's passionate about his creatures and stuff. Um, he's but, definitely like a, a horror creature feature guy so that they definitely got the right director it seems yeah like I would assume he was a monster kid growing up because he's still pretty faithful to that stuff absolutely uh, but they did um, change some stuff his dorsal plates they're more yeah. like clover leaf like they were in the original series as opposed to like the jaggedy okay. yeah that's awesome yeah and I mean the scale of the film right? that's definitely one I would want to see in IMAX too like uh, when they're coming up to oh definitely the characters are coming right up to the glass and he's there It's going to be jam-packed, like Godzilla, yeah. Mothra, Rodan, King Ghidra, and at least two other unknown monsters right now. Yeah. I can't yeah, imagine they'll have uh, too much human drama. Uh, yeah, just in terms of the uh, King of the Monsters, it, it, it's definitely, like you were saying, jam-packed. Um, it has me questioning, like, the allegiances of the monsters, because, you know, in the last one, like, Godzilla was <laughs> at the end with that news cast, like, like, hero? Godzilla, he, yeah, like, he, like savior. I know, um, but I I would assume this destruction is probably even less than like Batman versus Superman. Like I didn't see too too many buildings like collapsing. Yeah, seriously. I mean, Batman versus Superman. That that film was practically like. Or I guess Man of Steel. You know, a disaster film at heart. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it, it just has me wondering, like, and then you have Billy Bob Brown character like coming up to Mothra in the trailer. It sort of looks like I'm assuming Mothra will be a good character. Almost always. Him. King Ghidorah, right? And yeah, exactly. It looks like Rodan's dishing out some serious 
I feel like Rodan's going to be the wild card in the film. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's definitely not one of my favorite kaiju. He's been featured in quite a few movies. There are some I really like with him, like the Heisei film um, versus Mechagodzilla 2, in which we have uh, Rodan fighting, and he's actually like technically a different type of Rodan. It's like fire Rodan, and he like... Oh, like, yeah. Shit and, yeah. But he's like a good so, Rodan. Yeah, yeah. Um, like more so. Because he's like, yeah, isn't he, he tied with Godzilla Jr.? They're like surrogate brothers or something. Yeah, it's like they're born together or something. Yeah, Godzilla Jr. He has like the Rodan DNA or something. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, I used to watch that one pretty often. Yeah, it's it's a good one, definitely. But uh, just getting back to King of the Monsters, he's definitely a wild card, but they they definitely look like they're they're, uh, keeping true to the original Rodan films, you know, and those original, like, I don't know, like 57 film or something. It's like one of the original Toho color over cities and they're toppling yeah the whole city's toppling the wind gust is just like takes out of all civilization which is it's just the right way to go with rodan so it looks like um yeah you get like a huge sense of speed for him like force and speed which is like beautiful yeah it definitely looks the film in terms of cinematography it looks beautiful too definitely by the end of me hype you got charles dance saying like long live the king and it's like well, I actually just released uh, another poster for it. I was looking, I saw a YouTube video. Oh, yeah? They, um, yeah, they just released a Japanese poster. I don't know if you've seen that American one where he's roaring. It just says Godzilla King of the Yeah, they have, but like, the, a characters. Yeah, they have the Japanese characters, which apparently translates to um, uh, a king will rise or something, which is really badass. So I kind of want that Japanese poster, to be honest. At least if it's just, like, a small print of it. Well, even just um, in that trailer, cool. Godzilla's yeah. massive, and King Ghidra is, like, huge. I can't imagine yeah. how big he is, which I, I like that they're doing, because, like, King Ghidra is supposed to be bigger than Godzilla. Yeah, he, 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 he definitely looks massive and intimidating. Like, that's the biggest thing I was worried about with this movie, actually, because from 2014, it looked like they had had the actors down, the writing was okay. Um, the characters, eh, I mean, with that 2014 film, you know, Andrew Taylor Johnson, they killed Brian Cranston off, and Andrew Taylor Johnson was, he honestly was a weak a weak link of that film, I and mean, he was like, "I'm gonna save the day and like strap this bomb to the mutos or whatever." So yeah. hopefully, they can kind of get the characters, yeah, figured out. Um, but it looks like they're on the right track. And like I was saying, my biggest worry was that they weren't gonna have the uh, monsters down, like the designs. Um, yeah. In terms of Mothra and Rodan, but it looks like they really they haven't showed us much even of of either of those two. But in terms of Ghidra, you see him fully in a trailer, and he looks great. So. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not really worried in terms of the creature design of the film, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I would have loved to have seen more Ghidra and more Mothra in the trailers because we saw mm-hmm. a lot of Rodan. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely on board. I the character designs when they announced we have all these characters, all I was thinking yeah. was don't fuck this up. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it looks like they have that down. I'm, I'm hearing rumors of other uh, creatures too. They're saying there might be other monsters like original. So that has me wondering if there might be like just Muto variants. Mm-hmm. So that's like actually a really good idea i never even thought of that i was thinking yeah, like, like you know just kind of like a baragon like step in where it's just like Godzilla will like murder it or something yeah just you something to get the characters. story going right <laughs> exactly but uh, i've heard also heard rumors that like kumanga is in it too the listeners who don't know like these, these obscure kaiju we're talking about that's just like a, a spiger or Oh, it's Spiga, you know, like the, the 
Spiga. In Paris, yeah. It's Spiga, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if they'll do, like... Because they announced they had the original Toho characters, like the main four. But I, yeah. I would be interested to see if they actually acquired other rights for characters or if they're just using new characters. Or even if they're yeah. using characters from, like, older films. Like, it is Warner Brothers. Like, if they pulled, like, a certain character from, like, them or something like that, it'd be interesting. Yeah. It's an atomic monster um, it's like film. Atomic monster film, yeah, giant ants and stuff. It's, they're, they're kind of similar to, uh, what is it, like grasshopper thing, like Kamakaris or whatever. Um, oh, I don't, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't uh, think of it, but it's... Giant ants and stuff, that'd be cool if they, if they bring in, like, other creatures, if they require rights, which, which might lead them towards, like, other, you know, other films and stuff in the future, but... Um, yeah, so let's just jump ahead, like, because I kind of had that on, like, the script here. So do you think, yeah. because I know Warner Brothers and Legendary, they have a contract in in the works with Toho that covers three films or something like that. Okay. So if they don't renegotiate some sort of new contracts, I know Toho, Toho wants to do their own series. Do you think that the Legendary universe will just like cease, like finale? Or do you think they'll add stuff from their library? Because like, I mean, you have stuff, right? You've got... Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Uh-huh. You've got um, even like the Fifty Foot Woman. You've got yeah. all of those creatures from like um, them. You could pull from Gorgo. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would do that, or do you think Gorgo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like the. There's some of those I haven't even seen. Gorgo's like a, that's like that British kind of like King Kongish like lizard film. It's actually really good. Like that's not even me being like shitty movies are good. Like it's actually. <laughs> It's actually a good movie. Like, okay. if, if, if there's one kaiju film you see that isn't, like, Gamera, King Kong, or Godzilla, like, I'd recommend Gorgo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's a few obscure ones I haven't seen. Like, there's also, like, Young Gary, like a South Korean one. Um, that, not so good. Not so good? <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> same, with it, same with its, like, weird pseudo-sequel, like, uh, whatever. Reptilian? <laughs> yeah, Reptilica. I've seen it. I would oh never recommend God. that. It's a lie! It's like, oh, but. <laughs> But even uh, adding a new King Kong film, like, do you think they'll do yeah. anything like that after Godzilla vs. Kong? Do you think Toho will um, be down to extend the contract? What do you think is going to happen once? Yeah, I mean, if they have three films in the works, I, I definitely think it's uh, a possibility. I mean, Godzilla vs. Kong, I mean, everyone, you know, all kaiju fans want to see that be remade. Um, but that's the finale, that's, as far as this goes. Okay, if that's what they've said, I'm not sure. Um, but if they have three three more films, like after King of the Monsters in the works? No, they just have that. So after King of the Monsters, they have Godzilla uh-huh. vs. Kong, and that's it. That's it for Godzilla's contract with Warner Brothers right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I guess yeah, they might extend it. Maybe, I mean, that, that's curious uh, what they're going to do. Um, maybe it's an interesting thought of what direction they're going to take it. I mean, uh, they might have, <laughs> people are saying, or everyone's saying, that Kong is going to be like you know massive in the next movie. He's going to be because um, he was a teenager in Skull Island. So, yeah, and they said he's going to keep I growing. Mean, you can't really kill Godzilla. I mean, if you look at the pantheon of like the thirty-five or whatever it is Godzilla films, disregarding those those shit water he ra- films which we just got. Yeah, he rarely he, loses. He barely loses and dies, right? He usually like I I retreat back into the ocean. It's like 
Yeah. But, uh, he maybe uh, dies in like four movies in his entire series. Yeah. I would even say that's one of the um, best monster movies. Yeah, it's really good. Actually, a little bit of trivia. Um, that that movie actually like inspired. I think he's discussed it on the podcast before, but that movie inspired um, uh, the original producer of Godzilla because uh, he saw that that film and he was like, "Oh, we want to do our own like Japanese take on it." Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he kind of saw that, and then I think he was flying back from the, the states. Cool, because that film came out a year or two before Godzilla did. It did, yeah. He saw that movie, he was flying back from to Japan, and he pictured a giant dinosaur in the ocean or something, and he was like, well, we need to make our own version. So without that movie, and you're right, it stands on its own. Um, But without that movie, there might be no Godzilla, but that film definitely stands on its own. It's it's a great um, monster film, you're right. I, I would definitely agree it's probably one of the best monster films. Ray Harryhausen, you can't go wrong. It's flawless. Um, the animation is yeah, flawless. The, the, the special effects, the stop motion effects are amazing for the time in 54. I think, I think it's 54. I think oh, no, it'd be earlier. So it's probably 52, right? You said it's like two years earlier or something? It's got to be at least a year or two earlier. But yeah, there are definitely a lot of, I think even them, like you were saying, like in a lot of those movies, they're Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah, Warner years, Brothers so. did the majority of Harryhausen's stuff. Yeah, so they could definitely pull from some of that. Or even get, like I said, they could even get lesser licenses for, like, stuff like Gorgo. Yeah, yeah. So who has the rights to Gorgo now? Like, uh, That's a good exactly. question. Yeah. I know it's, um, like, a British studio. Yeah. Yeah, Beast from 25,000 pounds is 53, so they made it, like, right after, I guess. But June 13, 53. <laughs> Budget? 200,000. Box office, 2.25 million. So, yeah. That's crazy. Even in the 50s, people were chomping down on the creature features but it's definitely a good one if the listeners haven't heard that one and you want to get your feet wet in terms of uh and i mean that that film's easily accessible now they recently did a restoration like three or four years ago you can get that on blu-ray you can get that on itunes amazon wherever you want yeah yeah absolutely uh there's a pretty good four pack i got a while ago oh you got that too yeah do you have that one it's got them mighty joe young yeah it's got um it's got them on it it's like a Turner classic movies like sci-fi films or something like four film collection I haven't seen the other two movies but for just just for them which is that giant hand we were discussing is it the DVD or the blu-ray it's a DVD oh maybe we got something different I got like the like the restoration the Warner Brothers restoration and it came with Mighty Joe Young uh oh yes yes that's a great one though Son of Kong yeah yeah that's pretty good actually Those Turner Classic Movie ones are expensive. Yeah, TCM Greatest Classic Film Collection Sci-Fi Adventures on Amazon is comes with them, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, the two we've been discussing, World Without End, which it's just some... The other two apparently aren't anything special. I've never... I mean, it comes with four movies, take it or leave it, right? There was a release of just the two movies, but I think that's out of print to be more pricey. Yeah, oh, shit. So, yeah, Sci-Fi Double Feature with just those two on Amazon, you're looking at... Uh, 132, only one left in stock. That's probably new. 
Holy shit. But if you want used, very good, it's $55. It's so still expensive. Take that with a grain of salt, right? Like, it's a bit expensive, yeah, for two old films. But um, that collection you have, you're, you're saying, like Mighty Joe Young and Son of Kong, is it? Yeah. You can get them yeah, all independent. I've heard that one's great. You can get all those films independent. Uh, but that yeah. package is like almost more worth it because I think the films independently were the thirty bucks, but then for all four films in the packaging was like seventy. I remember it came out, and uh, here in Toronto we have a, a great uh, like classic film store which has like a huge plethora of stuff. Um, Bay Street Video. Oh for yes. Canadian listeners who are in Toronto, like we've been there a few times. It's it's, it's, it's probably the best in Toronto. There are there are a few other joints which are great, which I've hit up before. Um, uh, there's one on on as well bnb which has a whole like movie section in the basement which is just like the thing is that place i don't i feel like they don't check they don't check for used dvds and blu-rays if they're out of print i got a copy of godzilla versus mechagodzilla in that place for like five dollars and for the listeners who don't know that that film runs for like a hundred and it's very expensive it's it's out of print and i saw it and i was like oh my god i grabbed it (laughs) i bought it the lady in the cash register was like have a nice day and i was like Trust me, I will. <laughs> like, uh, it was like six bucks. So hit that up if, if Canadian listeners are in Toronto. That place is great. But Bay Street Video has a lot of those classics. And I remember they have like new releases too of like anything coming on Blu-ray and DVD. And I saw it there and it was like 80 bucks. And I was like, oh boy. But the TCM one they had was, that one we were discussing, was probably only like 18 or 19. So I picked that up and it's good. But getting back on track, which we were discussing, um, I think, I feel like if, for the MonsterVerse, if they were to go in that direction and just sort of remake and have a connected universe of, like, other older films, I feel like a lot of the fans would kind of feel cheapened, especially the kaiju fans, because yeah, then you're drawing on more Western, you know, there are some kaiju purists who are like, ooh, the Harryhausen film, this, that, you know, yeah, because it's not um, suitmation. Million miles from Earth, because those are made in the states. It's like those aren't like kaiju films. Yeah, like, I feel like people would. They're just giant monster know, films. Yeah, it's just giant monster films. Um, say what you will about the, you know, the Godzilla fan base. Some of them are. Some of it can be pretty toxic. There's a, there's a whole side of it I don't even um, <laughs> subscribe to. But there's there's a, there's tons of Godzilla fans who are very uh, into collecting like the figures and stuff it's like a whole other branch of the, the yeah i don't even dabble in there <laughs> i don't i don't i don't have 300 dollars uh, for a figure i'm more about the you know like we're both more about the physical media and things like that but um but yeah i definitely think that there would be fans who are like oh we're not on board but you know if they were to take in that direction and they did it well i think it could be good um i doubt that they're actually going to that maybe they might do it under a different label because you know connected universe now it's like like the thing like the biggest thing yeah uh do you think they would tie it into pacific rim oh that's an interesting thought um maybe i mean that that's that's isn't that universal legendary the new one well pacific rim started out with legendary and um warner brothers yes yeah i know that but i think the new one was it was because legendary switched their contract to universal but i think legendary now isn't tied with universal anymore so it'd be interesting to see who who has those rights still i think it's legendary that has the rights so i don't think it would be impossible yeah legendary pictures distributed by universal so i mean they could but that's an interesting thought um and i know people have been throwing that idea around that since it came out because it's legendary maybe with with pacific ram 
I can definitely see them maybe just bringing in other like Warner Brothers monsters in Pacific Rim, like if there was like another threat. But the thing is, Pacific Rim is kind of absurd enough in my mind in some ways that they, maybe there's other aliens like from like other dimensions or like even from space. Yep. And it's like they need to kind of dust off the Jaegers again. Um, but I don't know. It seems like they're hinting at you know John Boy again. The last movie's like we're coming to you. Like we're going to attack the. <laughs> <laughs> if they even get a sequel. Yeah. If they, if they even get it. I enjoyed that movie, actually. I saw it in Korea. The um, second one? Though. Yeah. You I liked it? Uprising. It came out in March um, when I was there overseas. I saw that there. Um, and the thing is, I don't know, like, what's, what was the box office on this? Not good. Budget, 150 to 176. It made 290. I bet you a large part of that is from the Asian market. But when I saw it there, like... I think it's definitely catering towards the Chinese market, which a lot of films are doing these days, you know, like Transformers films. Yeah. Um, definitely even superhero rim, films. Yeah, even superhero movies. Like, <laughs> Honestly, the, the MCU is huge in Korea. When I saw uh, Avengers um, Infinity War there, that was the only... <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> the Last Jedi, and uh, I went to the same theater um, in Yonsu, in Shan, South Korea, and for opening Avengers, and it was like a packed theater. And I was like, "Holy fuck, this is this is quite something." But yeah. Marvel um, is yeah, a I brand. Though. Rising... Sorry, what you Marvel is a brand, though. I think they have every country yeah. now. Yeah, they've they've really been, you know, all Age of Ultron, like literally going to South Korea. So I'm sure, and even in Black Panther. Like, oh, we're going to Busan. Yeah, I never thought of that. It's true. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually enjoyed Uprising. They kind of cheapened it a bit, to be honest. Like, I felt like I was watching a kids, kids commercial. Yeah, it kind of felt like a TV episode of Power Rangers for, for part of it. Like, yeah, I agree, totally agree with you, what you just said. Like, kids commercial. Like, some of those main characters, it was like, you know, I like Boyega. He's got a lot of good energy. He's one of the best parts of... Uh, the new Star Wars movies, Force Awakens. He's my favorite character. See what you feel about Last Jedi. That movie is has its flaws for sure. We're not going to here to talk about Star Wars, but I'm a huge God, Star Wars no. fan. But, but uh, <laughs> I'm so sick of it. Garbage water, like Princess Leia, like flying through the sky and shit. Like, space, <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, I forgot and about they that. Just don't question it. They're like, oh, the, the bay door is open, and she's like frozen there or something, and they're like, get her in the med bay. I, I turned to my friend when I saw that. My friend, Yesenia from California, and I was like, what What the fuck was that? And she's like, I don't know. And they like never bring it up in the movie. She's just like alive again. Yeah. And I, I don't know. The, the, the Kathleen Kennedy from Lucasfilm gave the reins to Ryan Johnson, and it's just like... Such a stupid move. <laughs> like, she was like, here, like, do it. And Everything's yours. Your thing. Everything is yours. Like, and he's like, all right, time to like fuck up everything J.J. Abrams started in Force yeah, J.J. Like, Abrams is going to have such a tough job ahead of him now. Honestly, and he's, say what you will, like, about where it is now. Solo, it didn't make a big splash. The marketing wasn't there. I like that movie. It came on Netflix in Canada. I'm assuming it's on in the States, too. It came on Netflix again recently. I saw it, I think, maybe a week and a half ago. It's um, good, but it's I, nothing special. I like Solo, but it didn't, like, a lot of people were, most people, even most Star Wars fans were like, man, or, like, it's like a solid 7 out of 10. In my opinion, Revenge of the Sith, it's a better movie. Like, and that's one of the prequels we're talking about. Like, 
I love that movie. I'm not ashamed of saying it. Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. But um, back on track, uh, yeah, Uprising, I really enjoyed. Um, it, although, you know, you, the thing is, too, you didn't get the kaiju action until the end. Yeah. And they're all running towards Japan. We have a little name drop of, like, South Korea in it, and I was like, oh, they're mentioning, <laughs> they're mentioning Korea a bit for us, us people living here. But I didn't think and, the the kaiju or the Jaegers had weight. They didn't feel like they're actually they part of the same no, world. That's, that's one of the major drawbacks of of the film is um is they, there's no there's just weightlessness to it, right? And like we were saying, it's kind of like a Power Rangers episode. But even Power Rangers, I mean, they move based on, bulky. They're still bulky. Like those, are, those that was pseudimation, actually. Yeah. Um, that whole style of the old tokusatsu, like that was. Well, was, yeah. Was even in Power Rangers. Like know. Super Sentai. Um, yeah, Super Sentai was like, I think it was like a 90s. Uh, it might even have been late 80s. Yeah, it might have been late 80s, like Tokusatsu, which is a huge Ultraman and like a whole subgenre of like TV sci fi in Japan. And then I guess, who was it who got the rights in Saban. America? Um, Saban. Saban. Yeah, yeah. Saban. Uh, they kind of like dusted over with like, wow, like teenage characters, like let's get a milkshake, like that kind of thing. But, yeah. But even you know, even like in those animation. that show, like if you even the first series, like Mighty Morphin, the Zord yeah. moves with weight. If he's holding the sword, it they looks do. like he's carrying a thousand pounds. With weight, I can't stand that show though. Like rewatching it, like as a kid, I was like, I can't get enough of this shit. That, that's honestly like, if we're talking about <laughs> introductions to Tokusatsu and like Japanese sci-fi, that's probably without knowing it, that's like my earliest. Yeah, that's without like, knowing I, it, I absolutely. Yeah, watching all yeah. of it, like yeah, but just rewatching it, like in you know, in university, like uh, you know, it game, it doesn't age well. On Netflix, like some of those guys, like we must watch, like you know, some friends of ours, like we must watch, like Mighty Morphin sitting down now, like so this does not hold up. <laughs> no, not at all. And not Tokusatsu all. of that uh, genre is far different yep. than like a kaiju film. Like those fans who, who enjoy either are very different. I find. Uh, they they are yeah I I haven't I've only like dabbled in Ultraman but I know there are some Godzilla podcasters out there who are like oh like Ultraman's cool too I just haven't been exposed to much of it to be honest and there's a lot it's hard like there's already thirty like plus whole, Godzilla it's like a films whole other thing. It's yeah like it's a whole other layer of like Japanese pop culture it's like if you dig around a little bit more it's like oh what's all this and it's like a whole you know it's like a, a big gateway to it but hopefully they make more Pacific I know they were talking in anime too for Pacific Rim but we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I um, think that's dead in the water. Yeah, honestly. Del Toro, He's... wisely, Del Toro moved on to um, Shape of Water, which was a brilliant film. Definitely deserving of Best Picture. But Del Toro is like infamous for, I'm going to do this, 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 and then does nothing. Creature. You know, uh, creature from the Black Lagoon yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to see what. I'm not a huge fan of the Hellboy movies, but no? I like Blade Two. Um, Blade Two is really good. A lot of people don't yeah, watch that one. Yeah, it's like underrated to be honest. I'm just curious to see what. I wasn't a huge fan of Crimson Peak. It had some interesting, you know, some interesting cinematography in it, and he plays around with, with interesting ideas. But it was more of a romance movie. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, film, but the story and yeah. stuff leaves a lot to be desired. So we're talking about MonsterVerse. We're talking about what we think would happen. So I think the like the final point for that 
uh, little side topic we're on is like I personally think that Pacific Rim could fit into the MonsterVerse, but I think maybe with other monsters, it'd probably be better to put in maybe Pacific Rim uh, universe instead of MonsterVerse. I think that would be more believable than going from like two top tier creatures like Godzilla and King Kong to then going to like creature from 20,000 Fathoms or yeah, Beast. Yeah, it's not, it's not really realistic in terms of like going in that direction. Like, uh, like we were saying before, people might kind of feel like, uh, yeah, you're getting B list monsters. Yeah, but I think um, that, that they 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 have all of those rights, so that's the only reason I brought it up. Yeah, so it looks like from what we can tell, Kong versus Godzilla is still like in the works, which is great. Um, yep. I'm curious to how they're gonna get Kong off Skull Island. Are they gonna be like, you know, I know there's that fan theory you were telling me about um, it, that Charles Dance in the new film is actually Tom Hiddleston. Uh, Tom Hiddleston's character, I almost said Loki. I was like, just, just, just pull a random character out of my ass, like Loki. Uh, he's practically like Loki who plays cool in that movie, but um, <laughs> that he's like the aged version, which is cool because maybe you know that could be a connection to Kong. Like, oh, like we need to get Kong to yeah, that. like I, I have another way for them to battle, right? I can't even remember in the old Toho film like why they fought, but um, <laughs> they just like I remember at one point they just like plop him down with like air balloons. Well, if I remember correctly, it's kind of messed up. Like Godzilla's a problem, and then they're like mm-hmm. they're studying in the island. They find Kong. They're like perfect, and they fly him over with balloons to fight. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they find him in the island, and they're just like the comic relief characters are like, "Wow, great, let's grab it," and then they just like flop him down and they fight. It's great. I love that movie too. The original for all of us, for all the listeners who are listening and they want to get more into kaiju films, one of them is just really fun, tongue in cheek. The third film, actually, after Race Again. Show up films was Kong versus Godzilla, um, which is it's interesting how Toho got the rights. They kind of like <laughs> they took the they back door. Like, <laughs> they what? They took the back door to get the rights. They, yeah, they kind of took the back door and like fucked over the American rights holders in terms of that. Sorry for the language, but they just kind of like stole it and like appropriated it and like put their own spin on it for the Japanese audience, which is it's hilarious. Well, yeah. Apparently, the, apparently the. the Well, it was like the one guy bought the rights to make a sequel, and then he didn't do yeah. a sequel with it, and then he sold yeah. those rights to Toho, so it yeah, wasn't even they anything sold to the do. Rights to Toho, and then they got it because originally they were going to do like Frankenstein versus Godzilla or something. Well, then, originally they're going to do. Into a movie, it was going to be um, like King uh, Prometheus versus King Kong or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, interesting history with that, but. Um, yeah, something for hopefully... listeners to look into on their own time. Do you think that there'll be another monster in that movie, or? Um, I definitely think it's a possibility. Um, if they go back to the island, for sure, because there was one of those like, skull crawler things in Skull Island, which are a really cool design, actually. The creatures in that movie are quite good. Um, there's a lot of like good creature effects, and some gruesome kills and stuff. Sam Jackson hands it up in that movie. Very much you so. Your, uh, <laughs> you got your, um, as you say, like hold on to your butts. I was like in theaters and I was like, oh my god, they're dropping like Jurassic Park. Right? I was dying when he said that. But I mean, you, in these films, you have Godzilla and King Kong are both protagonist-like type characters. 
So do you think yeah. like they're going to be pitted against each other the entire film, or do you think there'll be some sort of catalyst where they team up? Because I know oh, a lot of people are saying either Mechagodzilla or Destroya will be put in. Ooh, Destroya. That'd be quite ambitious. Um, I always welcome Destroya back because he's one of my favorites from the uh, Heisei films. Um, Mechagodzilla, I don't know if they'd be able to fit him in. Fit him in. But if they were to team up together, that's good. Because, I mean, as they're playing it now, like, say what you will about uh, King of the Monsters, it comes out this summer. Is it May or June? When's that coming out? It's a good say. question. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters, May 31st, 2019. So, so soon. We'll have to get our IMAX tickets for that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty soon. So, Godzilla vs. Kong, U.S. release, it says here on the MonsterVerse page on Wikipedia, May 22nd, 2020, mm-hmm. directed by Adam Wingard. Uh, don't know who that is. Screenplay by Terry Rossio, who did Aladdin, Aladdin, sorry, <laughs> uh, Aladdin, Shrek, and they actually have like a writer's room for these series. Like they're like brainstorming stuff. It's not like they're just leaving it to one guy, which I kind of like. That, well, that's good. I mean, not leaving it to, you know, some random to come in like Brian Johnson and, you know, I yeah. don't know. It's just, <laughs> say what you will about Lucasfilm, but that sounds like you're taking the right approach about it. Like actually having like people come in who are fans, like Gareth Edwards, he was clearly influenced by monster movies. Um, Jordan Vogue Roberts did Kong Skull Island, and he did a pretty good job of it, too, to be honest. Um, and, uh, yeah, like we said before, Michael Dowdry, like, they, they have the right people on board, and if the writers are, like you said, like, a writer's room together, yep. that's perfect. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, it just says here, Godzilla versus Kong 2020. I mean, that's next year. I don't think we're going to see it next year. They'll probably push that back a bit. Well, you know, production's been in full swing, apparently. That's great. I mean, wonderful. Um well, because they, apparently they finished filming King of the Monsters like a year and a half ago. Really? It's so all just been special like effects. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, post-production. Hmm. Uh, in an age when monsters reclaim the planet, humanity's fight for survival triggers the inevitable battle between Godzilla and King Kong, while Monarch unravels the origins of the Titan. So the Titan, they throw that around a little bit in the King of the Monsters film. Here it says the film changes the monster's designation to King of the Monsters, from Mudos to Titans, as a uh, secrecy of their extension has been dispelled, as a secrecy of their uh, extension, existence, sorry. Yeah, I'm noticing they're calling all the monsters Titans now, which is kind of cool. Absolutely, yeah, so they've changed that around, um, and it says here, the project was announced October 2015, the legendary plans for a shared cinematic universe for all Kong and Godzilla, we know that, um, principal photography began. In November 2018, so yeah, it's definitely in the works. Um, it's expected to conclude, shooting is expected to conclude February 2019, so very soon um, when this when this episode was released, probably. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong is scheduled to be released May 22nd, 2020 in 2D, 3D, and IMAX by Warner Brothers Pictures, except in Japan where it will be distributed by Toho. Interesting. Yep. Makes sense, I guess, right? I think they've released sure. everything Godzilla by Toho in Japan. Yeah, that's probably part of the deal they have. Yeah, it's contingency for sure. If they John, even go uh, back to Skunk Island. Riley's character come back too, because he survived. Maybe they can age him up a bit. He sort of... <laughs> I think he'll be dead, man. He was already like 60 years old in like the 70s. Yeah, they can age, I guess so. Yeah, 
dad. He would be pretty old. I mean, he was fighting in World War II, and he was like a teenager, so <laughs> it might be, he might be dead. But. Yeah, <laughs> I think he might be. <laughs> Maybe. But, like, I think uh, for Godzilla versus Kong, I think they'll definitely have at least one or two other monsters. Like, if I had, if I was a gambling man, I would say they have one new either original or Toho character, and then probably Mothra. Because I think Mothra yeah. would be the catalyst between the two of them. Could be, yeah. He could be the uh, the catalyst. I think they, they need that, actually, now that I think about it, because there's got to be some reason for them to need him quite a bit. Because I don't think they'll just fight the entire time because, they, like I said, they have been like two protagonist characters. I think there'll be yeah. something they join forces for at the end and one of them might possibly die. Yeah, maybe... Uh, like, and like wondering who's going to die, right? That's an interesting question, too. Like, well, is it going to be Godzilla that dies? Or... If they don't get like a new contract, I feel Godzilla will be the one who dies and then we might get one more Kong film. And I think that would be it for MonsterVerse. Yeah, might be, that might be it. But it's interesting that it's like, where is Toho going to go in that direction after that, right? Yeah, well, they're making their own series, so I think that's why they won't re-up the contract, because they're going to... So they are making another series? Yeah, they're so making they're... their own connected universe, you know, like everybody else, because of the hype, right? Like, you just how 98 like, spearheaded the Millennium right. series. I didn't even know that. Yeah. There's a whole other, like, live-action series. They're that? already gearing up. They've got a writer's room, they've got a couple movies oh in production. That's so I... amazing. Yeah, and I mean they have. See, I've been, I've been, I've been so busy that I haven't even been up on that news. But that's awesome. Um, they have tons of characters to pull from, so if they do it right, yeah. they could, they could have just like an absolute money printing machine in their hands. Yeah, legendary pictures. I'm just looking here. The TriStar Pictures, Godzilla, and the series, American Productions, current period, Shin Godzilla, Planet of the Monsters. Uh, this is all this, the animated ones. Um, the only other thing I could see them maybe doing while you're looking this up is like throwing in Mecha Godzilla because I mean they already have the design from uh, Ready Player One. True. Yeah, and then and that looked like it was very well done. You showed me that clip recently. Um, it looked like it was extremely well done in that in that film to have Mecha Godzilla. They even like name drop him going into Mecha Godzilla. I didn't think they were. I heard he was in the movie. I didn't think they would actually name drop him like that, but that was really cool. Plus, it looks just uh, like a metal version of the 2014 Godzilla. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know. That would be I'd a nice wrap-up for yeah. That would be a nice surprise to have that in Kong versus Godzilla. I definitely think that could be. Oh, and, wait, there we go. So it says in May 2018, Toho's chief Godzilla officer Keiji Ota revealed that a sequel to Shin Godzilla will not happen, but revealed plans for a World of Godzilla, yep. a shared cinematic universe between Godzilla and other Toho monsters after 2021. So I'm assuming that's when the rights go back to them fully. Yeah. Yeah, and Oda cited the MCU as an influence with plans to release a new film every one to two. This is amazing. That's amazing news, yeah. I'm, I'm not even privy on this, but that's that's wonderful for kaiju fans. I mean, sure. as long as they don't handle them like the anime, like I am very much on board. <laughs> yeah, well, that anime, uh, yeah, exactly. As long as they don't uh, release a bunch of dog shit like that, like, here you go, here's this poorly made anime. Like, Yeah, we'll just slap Godzilla on the title. Yeah, seriously. I, I feel like it's almost like what you said, they're just trying to broaden the audience, maybe, and they didn't try too hard. That's my hope, that, look, we didn't try very hard with these anime. Yeah. Let's try to broaden the audience with this weird, dark thing I, which we're going to release on Netflix. I'd hate and knowing that they put effort into those films. 
What's that? I would hate knowing that they put actual yeah. effort into those films because that would leave me just absolutely saddened. <laughs> it's baffling. Like, how do you, like, I could write a better, you know. Anybody could. <laughs> Any I fan. Could write a better script than that. Godzilla City. I mean, I'm still curious because I've only seen the first one, but I've just heard bad things. Like, my roommate, who's a mild kaiju fan, too, was saying, like, it's not, it's, the third one's not good. Then the second one here is City on the Edge of Battle. Which was and, was painful to get through. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the poster for the third one here, Planet Eater, has Geeter on it. But my roommate was explaining, and I can see it in the picture here, that it's like um, it's it's almost like Geeter. It's like a snake or a serpent form, which is a cool design to go with. Change it, change it up a bit. But apparently, the movie is dog shit again, right? Like, yeah. Why? What's the point, right? Anyway, yeah. I don't know. I mean, why even bother with those movies? I mean, it doesn't look like it's anything. <laughs> especially like just judging from the first one but yeah, I think you said in your last episode too, you haven't even seen the final one you're just gonna dub it dog shit because <laughs> yeah. it's probably pretty bad I tried to watch it now twice and I keep falling asleep in the first 20 minutes yeah no it's like what's the point when you're when you're not gonna but that's that's definitely promising um, I was gonna say even if they want to go the route of anime still like we were gonna discuss um, in terms of where they would take the series from here I was gonna say if Toho because of the popularity of Godzilla only being minimal if they really wanted to take it uh, in that direction they could keep going with anime but just do it differently right you have so many kaiju to draw just maybe make it not so dark get some actual good writing going on some good writers yeah come on Toho like you've made good films before like you're the biggest uh, film studio in Japan I know you can do it so it's just Toho um, is so protective of their brand like for yeah. everything they're so controlling and i feel that ultimately bites them in the ass more times than they can count yeah uh, honestly there's a huge plethora of monsters to draw on but you're right yeah they're they're very protective with their um their brand absolutely i think i think what they have to do for this film like shin godzilla yeah. exploded right but it was yeah. riding off the coattails of 2014 it was riding yeah. off the coattails and of it was very popular yeah, but it was also to like the first film they had made in like yeah. over ten years, right? Toho. Yeah. So it had all of those yeah. hypes. I don't. What do you think would be the draw to go see the connected universe Toho makes now? Um, I was thinking about that a while ago, like where they would, what direction they would take it in. I'm honestly not sure. Because um, we were discussing that like Godzilla as a whole in Japan for a lot of audiences now isn't that popular. Yeah, I mean it's it's surprising that they're even going in that direction but i from what i understand the 2014 film was even popular there shin godzilla was massively popular people a lot of audiences hail that in japan and some fans here too like it's the greatest film it's not i mean we saw it in theaters together it's not amazing um <laughs> i have more issues with the characters and the political drama going on that um yeah the there's not much characters to it it's, it's most it's, it's basically it's almost like a, a documentary almost it's like what if godzilla actually showed up in japan and the prime minister and all these people had to deal with it you know there's a few characters spotted around but there's not really character arcs in it there's not really much of that um the design actually wasn't i know just judging from i don't like it i don't like it i'm gonna say it right now i don't like shin godzilla <laughs> Um, when it first came out 
too. Some other fans also really didn't like it um, because of the story, the plot. Um, so you've done it, Soho. You went that direction, very realistic, but let's change the design a bit. Yeah. Um, well, and you find that too with like even super. Sorry to cut you off, but you find that even in like superhero okay. movies, you know, when. Yeah. If you like Civil War, or Batman versus Superman, when you actually take into account like, well, this is what it would be like in real life, then it, it, yeah. it honestly kind of kills the movie a bit, I find. Like you're watching it for escapism. So I don't need to have a real world, um, like a look until real life. I don't need that when yeah. I'm watching Godzilla. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it kind of, I feel like they were trying to almost take a realistic stance, you know, having this Godzilla that was sort of a small diminutive thing evolve into you know, kind of grow large and then evolve <laughs> that, like, weird, you know, Muppet. Yeah. Godzilla flopping around at the beginning of the movie, but um, I haven't seen it. I, I think I've only seen it twice. I saw it in theaters, and then I saw, um, for a while, there was a copy floating around on the internet, um, you know, um, not to say I do not condone pirating or anything. <laughs> no, nope, nobody does. No one condones it. Nobody does. It. I mean, we wouldn't want to do that. There was a copy floating around, um, which had, I think, like, 10 minutes cut out or something. I watched it again. I enjoyed it still, too. Like, this is good tank action when they're fighting Godzilla. Um, but I think I need to see it again and sort of judge it on its own because yeah. just to give it another chance. But, um, yeah, I'm not huge on that movie. I think it's definitely, I definitely agree that it's overrated. Um, yeah. But if you look at a lot of lists, it's always number one, and there's no reason for it to be number one. I would really? definitely put it yeah. like middle of the road film. Yeah. No, it's definitely not number one. Um, it wouldn't be number one on my list. Uh, in terms of like the 35 film, 38 films, I'd probably put it somewhere like, like, I don't know, like 14 or probably even lower, like 18. If, if number one is like the best. Yeah. You know, you put it, put it like 18 or something, but um, yeah, but the, where they could take it, I mean, you have so many monsters, so like you have so many mechs and like kaiju and stuff. You got like Mogura, you got like Jet Jaguar, which is like its own thing. Well, what do you think would be the prime first movie to get that series just absolutely jump started? Okay, uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> like I me like personally, I, <laughs> I think I think they would have to bite the bullet and approach. Yeah. Uh, Dice or whatever, and get Gamera on board. Yeah. A versus Gamera movie, or even a versus Ultraman movie. Yeah. I think those. Well, then that would really draw in other audiences too, right? Uh, it's interesting the rights with. I'm not sure about the rights with Ultraman, but I think it's currently. Uh, the rights are currently with. Um, I think it's back with Superaya. I could be wrong. It's back with Superaya. Yeah, because Superaya sort of. For the fans who don't know, Tsuburaya did the effects on the original Showa Godzilla films, and then he opened his own Tsuburaya Studios and started Ultraman. So I know there's some weird rights issues with some <laughs> Filipino company or something, or some Thailand company, yeah. some Southeast Asian company, but yeah. Uh, I imagine there wouldn't be too much trouble, but like you said before, Toho's very protective of their brand, right? I and know. that's the biggest that's the biggest drawback when it comes to discussing even the possibility of something like Gamera and versus Godzilla, which fans would go crazy over, but it's... It would, like, water down their brand for them. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, like, why are we, you know, because there was a huge rivalry yeah. when uh, the Gamera 
Showa era, um, and the Gamera Heisei films are brilliant. So I think I feel like Toho kind of needs to get off their high horse a bit. Yeah. I don't even who ha- who holds the rights to Gamera now because because Katakawa did has been dissolved. Who originally made the Gamera? But yeah. What were you saying? I think Dae owned them. I might have said Dise for some reason, but Dae owned them. Then Katakawa yeah. bought them. But now I don't even know if Katakawa was a company. I think they might have even been bought or dissolved. Reboot. So there was a there was a reboot which was in discussion. Well, do you remember that trailer um, for it in 2016? Yes, I was just going to bring up that trailer, which was actually cool. It was like camera was sort of. It was like an army of gouts attacking a city. It looked very dark. It, it looked, looked very good. good though. It was like a mix of practical yeah. and CG. It looked awesome. Yeah. But it was just it was a proof of concept, right? Yes, yeah, proof of concept. Are we on the same page? Like the Wikipedia camera page, probably. But no, I, I'm not even on Wikipedia right now. Yeah, it's just a proof of concept, but. Uh, proof of concept trailer featured a newly designed Gamera, a swarm of newly designed Gauss, and an uh, all-new monster. It should say an all-new monster. There's my English teacher coming out. <laughs> it's Wikipedia. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, all of which were completely created and rendered via CGI. Yeah. It was later revealed to only be a short film and not a reboot at all. So, yeah, it says on October 8, 2015, Katakawa Dae. So I guess they kind of merged. Yeah. Um, yeah. Formerly just Katakawa Pictures is a film distribution company in Japan. I think it, that was more to bank off the Dai name, to be honest. Exactly, yeah, to sort of resurrect it and bank off that name. Because that, that was like one of the original studios, I think. Yeah. Suyo Yoshi Kikuchi and producer Shinichiro, some of these Japanese names, Shinichiro Inoue screened a proof of concept trailer at New York. Like, they even did it at New York Comic Con. Right? I know. Revealing plans to commemorate the Gamera franchise's 50th anniversary. So I guess it's kind of dead in the water. Well, because nobody it. must have bid, I guess. Yeah. It's a shame, though, because if they really try hard and, and put some good production behind it, those Heisei Gamera films are great. Like, uh, if we're talking about, like, top kaiju films, like, favorite kaiju films, I would put um, Advent of Legion, the one where he fights that, that alien creature Legion. That's Is that the there. second one? Like, yeah, yeah, the second one. That is a really good film. That's like probably uh, like it's just a very good yeah. film in general. It's just very well made. The creature design of that thing he's fighting, Legion, is great. Um, it's just for for fans listening who haven't checked out those Heisei Gamera films, even the first one's good too. The third one, third one I've only seen like one, and I kind of it's kind of hazy. I think we watched it together. Um, yeah, that's the one that had the great K-pop song at the end of the credits. <laughs> Oh, is it? Oh. It was like, catchy. Some catchy J-pop. They they're rolling out. But uh. But I mean, Gamera yeah. is still probably pretty popular, and it tracks, I'm sure, pretty well in both Japan and America. Like they know who Gamera yeah. is. Absolutely. I mean, they released those films uh, when they were doing the the '70s run of Godzilla. Those were like in syndication, I think, in the states. Uh, I'm on the page here, probably says. But he's definitely in the pop culture mind in North America, too. But they had those films in syndication. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not of the same... They're not of the same caliber or quality, but it's well-known. Definitely not, especially those Showa films. Some of those are... (laughs) I haven't seen all of them, but, like... There's, like, two good uh, ones. There's, like, yeah, one or two good. Some of those are hard to get through. I like Gauss, the first... Gamma versus Gaussian was pretty good. There's there's some interesting stuff in there. So, uh, the one's Giron, Giron, Giron. The one oh, with the Giron, knife. Giron, yeah. That, uh, Is that the one with the knife for a head? The one with the big uh, the knife. Yeah, that's an actually a pretty good one. The, which inspired knife head, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, gear, that's a good one. Gearin, Gearin versus Gearin, where he like, like uh, cuts apart Gauss with his like knife head. Yeah, it just cuts off his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that would be the way you open up with that. And I mean, too, Ultraman also, do you remember that? That proof of concept trailer? That was pretty rad. That came out about the same time as um, Gamera. They were both riding off the coattails of 2014. Oh, for Ultraman? Yeah. And it's I don't like, think I've even seen that, man. I'm a, I'm a very, I think I've hinted at before for listeners, but when it comes to Ultraman, we're talking all this uh, Japanese sci-fi and pop culture stuff. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> for Ultraman and me, it's like, I've seen maybe part of an original like Ultraman yeah like I'm not a big fan either but I saw the trailer yeah I didn't I didn't even know there was a trailer that's sort of what I'm hinting at here but um that's cool if there was a proof of concept again uh I think aren't they still isn't there like a an Ultraman series running right now yeah Netflix uh, just picked up something wow that's cool um so I'll probably check that out but But yeah yeah, I definitely agree that's a that's even a bigger brand than Godzilla so maybe if they weren't even able to get I mean come on to like we've been talking about get off your high horse a bit talk to super riot productions do something with ultraman if you need to um i think that's definitely a gateway they could do from there um, and if that was the first one you know maybe they could consider bringing ultraman back as sort of like a, a mech hero yeah that they could definitely go in that direction and sort of broaden it and open it up that that would be a good idea and then maybe from there you know toho let's see something else you know bring in Gamera if you need to be uh, approach um, Katakura Dae or whatever they're called. Like, and I'm sure, like, Katakawa would just give away Gamera for, like, a song. If it is, <laughs> That would, like, ultimately rebuild their whole company. Yeah. Yeah, like, wow, you actually want to, like, make a film with us? Here's Gamera. Like, yeah, they would, they would be raking in the profits. They would, like, blow the dust off the rights, and they'd be like, here you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> Jaguar. Jet Jaguar for sure. I mean, we'll say what you will about Godzilla versus Megalon, but like Jet Jaguar was like made by like a young Japanese kid when those Super Ryan productions were like exploding. Yeah. So Hobo like approached him for the contest. Apparently they like changed the kid's design around and they were like, Yeah, he had like wings and stuff. Sorry, what? He had like wings and stuff. Like he was like absurd looking. And he can sh- he can uh, change his shape, his size. Yeah, uh, yeah, he can change his size. He can grow larger. Um, yeah. So there's definitely a huge plethora. Like bring in Guy Gan. I appreciate his Millennium uh, design a little bit more. Even bring in Megalon, maybe. Right? You could change the design a bit. Megalon would be cool for a redesign. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the core of these movies are the kaiju. So as long as know, they focus on them, that's all I want to see. Yeah. Like, 
original Deidre the Three-Headed Monster. I mean, 54 is a great film, too, like the original Godzilla movie, which balances it quite well, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say you definitely just need to get a good balance and, you know, listen to the fans, too, because... Yeah, that's important. It. Like, yeah. you can't just, like, take the reins and say, I know what the fans want, because exactly. we've seen what's happened before. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> for other franchises, you've seen what happens before. Like, I feel like that's what they do with the DCEU, which is a whole other uh, train wreck. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, things like, I feel like that's what they did with this anime series, honestly. They were like, we know what the fans want. Like, let's just shit out this this garbage anime but even the millennium series you know yeah a lot yeah yeah i mean it's an interesting idea with the millennium series having one each year only except for but that's what i mean one each year doesn't leave a lot of room to actually innovate or change or listen right like you get stuff like make it gears yeah which is why i think shoho and yeah make it gears that movie is we've talked about that before but that movie definitely i would put i would put that low like that that movie Godzilla, there's scenes where Godzilla's just like not moving. Yeah. Like Aguirre's is just like this flying bug and it's like, what is this is the special effects budget, like what happened to <laughs> you know, like yeah, there's issues with those those millennium films. Um in terms of but that's why that's why I think Showa and especially Heisei stand above the Millennium series is because yeah. uh they're they're connected, there's good continuity. In Heisei you have this Mickey Sagusa character that that uh, psychic character coming back. There's some good connective tissue, especially with uh, Godzilla Junior or whatever he was called, like Baby Godzilla. Yeah, both are right. At least he's not minion. Yeah, yeah, coming back and uh, actually, I mean, you have minion in the original film, but when you know Godzilla is a world battle. Very sad. Uh, it's a sad film, but um, but at least he yeah. was reborn as Godzilla in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not go there. <laughs> but um, I know you like that movie, but I mean, it's I need to see it again. It's not it's not it's not as horrible as everyone says. I I am guilty of like you said in the last one jumping on the bandwagon. Like, Yeah, that, that's basically like the big thing for me is like that film as a whole isn't dog shit, but I would never, never, never say like that was like the best movie or like a top 10 movie. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like, you know, putrid dog crap. It's not like the anime series which was just released, but it's also not, uh, it's also not one of the best ones. I would probably put it like, if we're looking at the, all the Godzilla films, I'd probably put it like the lower part, or the higher part of like the low tier. So like maybe like 20? 28. Oh, yeah, 28. 20, 22. Eh, yeah, there's only like 35. So maybe 25 would be lowest, maybe like 21, something like that. But, yeah, that's um, that's fair. I mean, I yeah, would watch that film any day over watching something like Megaguirus. Yeah. Or uh, even like Son of Godzilla. Son of Godzilla. The thing is, we discussed it. I need to see it again. Uh, I don't have a good memory of it. But he does talk in that one too, right? Doesn't he? No. Or maybe he doesn't. I, I no, he's just, he's strictly, uh, like, animalistic. Like, they don't give yeah, him a yeah. voice. But there's some good heart in that movie, I remember. Like, 
like, you know, Godzilla hugs him at the end, and they walk off, and it's like, wow, Godzilla is an environmentalist in, like, hetero, and now he's a parent in this movie. It's like, it's a, it's a weird one, but that's why it's so jarring once you get to um, All Monsters Attack, which is called in Japan, or Godzilla's Revenge, and, you know, um, and he has, like, oh, hi, Godzilla's only gonna fight my own battle, so, you know, it's like, what is happening in this film? Yeah, there's, there's definitely interesting directions they could take it. Um, I would say play it safe on Earth in the first movie, like you said. Um, have something like a, a connected universe with, with some other big Japanese properties. The thing is, too, um, I think Godzilla is one of the hosts of the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, which is coming up. Really? So, yeah, a lot of those big um, Japanese brands, like Goku is going to be in it, too. Cool. For all you Dragon Ball fans. I saw that movie recently while we're talking all Japanese pop culture. I saw Broly recently. With oh, you did see that. Mermaid. No, I didn't get to yet, but I hear it's, like, phenomenal. It's really good, actually. I think it's better than... It, it's not without its flaws, it's a Dragon Ball movie. Um, there are definitely, like, if you're a big Dragon Ball fan and you watch Super, there, there are flaws with it, but um, if you're a Dragon Ball fan and you grew up with that, as we did in Canada, like, watching it on YTV, and, like, here in the States, it's, like, Funimation and stuff, but... Um, or not Funimation, what the fuck is it called? Toonami, sorry. Oh, yeah. The Toonami run, but in here in Canada, we had it on YTV, but... Um, if you're a fan, definitely check it out. Um, there's some continuity issues in terms of, like, if you watch Super, like, freeze us back in Super spoilers, that, that show's been out for, like, a, you know, like, freeze has been back in it for a few years now, but it's not really explained why he's like, I'm just even again, but whatever. Take it or leave it. Um, it's a good movie. I didn't watch any of the original Broly stuff, but... No, that was always, like, good. movie stuff. Yeah, and it's not canon anymore, but now they brought Broly back. The best parts of it, though are like, yeah, we're getting into spoilers a bit now with this film, but the best parts of it are they explore the relationship between, like, Frieza's empire and the Sands and what that really was, which is some of the best stuff in the film at the beginning. And there's some great action, like Vegeta rips the shit up, he fights Broly too, and uh, yeah, I would definitely say if you're a fan of even anime in general, I mean, if you're an anime fan who doesn't like Dragon Ball, I don't know what the fucking problem is, but... If you're a fan of Dragon Ball, definitely check that out in theaters. It's a must-see in theaters. Interesting. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to see it, whether I get to it or not, but... Uh... Yeah, yeah. My uh, roommates are probably even, like, bigger Dragon Ball fans than me, so they were, like, my one roommate, Cameron, and, uh, and Daniel, too. Cameron's got, like, a Dragon Ball hat. Like, oh, gee. Like, a Dragon Ball, like, coat. So they were, like, they were, like, let's go. Like, <laughs> I was, like, all right. Sounds good. I think we've covered but, a lot, yeah. man. We talked about the MonsterVerse. We're both hyped for King of the Monsters. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're kind of on the same page for where we think we'll go. Like, maybe one more King Kong film, but I think that might yeah. be it. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I have an hour and 54 minutes on here. Yeah. <laughs> talking for a while. That's good. Um, yeah. It's, I definitely think, you know, Toho, have your run. Do it properly if it's a connected film get the same writing staff like they've been doing with the legendary films together, make it consistent, make it good. They don't need to be brilliant. Like, we're not looking for brilliant kaiju films, but make them good, you know. Would you rather uh, Would you rather one overarching plot, or would you rather it more like, um, kind of like what Marvel does, where every story is self-contained but relates to the film? Um, an interesting question. Um, now that they're taking it in that route, and now that that producer from Toho has even said, like, I would probably say going with the MCU formula is a safe bet. Yeah. You know, like the individual films, but have them connect 
connected, have characters come in and out, um, you know, talk about plot elements uh, from other movies, and um, sort of going that. The thing is, don't oversaturate it. Like, don't make like. Yeah, I think I that's know, important. I, yeah, don't oversaturate the market. We're seeing that with Star Wars now, more than Marvel, which is like. I'd I rather one film out there. like every two and a half years at the most. Yeah, exactly. Um, and don't overdo it. You know, if you need to take a break, Toho, that's worked in the past. Like after Terror and Godzilla, they were like, okay. We're kind of burned out on Godzilla. They took a break until 84 or whatever that the other movie was. So yep. I would definitely say don't oversaturate it. Um, do what you need to do. Listen to the fans. And uh, yeah, sort of go that route. And, and honestly, I feel like a large portion of the kaiju fans are in North America. specifically. In, like, <laughs> honestly, it, it feels like that now, eh? It, does, it really feels like that. Like listening to other, like going on the internet, listening to other kaiju podcasts and stuff. There isn't even really a big community in Canada. Like, sometimes I feel like, hello, 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 Toronto. And it's like, are there any kaiju fans? Yeah. Like, there's, there isn't it's really very bare. Here, which is why we said, like, going to G-Fest maybe. But yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, we sort of covered all the bases on that. Um, you've been popping out a lot of these episodes lately, which is great. Um, you know, listeners just need to, you know, stay with you here. And, uh, you know, we're both busy people. Like, we have our own schedule. What's the thing? A lot of people who do podcasts, they like either work from home or they don't yeah. work. Yeah. So to work every day and then like, all right, yeah. now I'm going to record a podcast. It takes a long, yeah. long time. It takes a while, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, people have got their own stuff. They're busy, right? But absolutely. We're doing, you're doing great work here, man. Keep up the great work on it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and listeners, stay tuned. Um, thanks so much for having me on, man. It was a, a real pleasure. We'll have to talk more movies too. I know we talked... We got into some heavy kaiju talk here, some heavy monster talk, and like <laughs> I know other what, stuff like that too. But what was supposed to be a know, casual conversation just uh, <laughs> we like, exploded. Casual Godzilla conversation, and then we get into like Jet Jaguar and like Showa Gamera and stuff. And I'm sure listeners out there are like, "Fuck is going on?" But it's a whole world out there, people. Yeah, dive in, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, and I appreciate having you on, man. Like I know, like getting this started was kind of a nightmare. But it's Oh, I'll definitely have you back on. We got a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm sure we'll yeah. have Scott back on here to talk about uh, horror movies or classics, Absolutely. some King Kong. If you want to talk, if you want to talk Hammer, I'm always down. I love the uh, the original run of the Hammer. You definitely Dracula know Hammer. Hammer far more than I do. I've only seen maybe like <laughs> five movies. Yeah, I haven't seen some of those deep cut Frankenstein films, but there's some more obscure Hammer films too. Um, there's like a Hammer Mummy film, which I really love. Uh, yeah, I just saw some of those this Halloween. I saw two or three of them. Of the Hammer one? Yeah. Mummy films? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you like the Mummy films. But I, I definitely think the Dracula movies, once you get past, like, the original one, they get, not cheesy, but, like, it was, like, Hammer, like, trying really hard, and you get into some exploitation. They're kind of trying to dabble in the exploitation market at the end. You got crazy films, like, <laughs> it's not a good movie, but it's sort of like a, a guilty pleasure vampire film is Satanic Rites of Dracula. Oh, um, yeah. By the time you get into like the, the 70s of those movies, and uh, you know, you got Scars of Dracula or Chris Release, like, I don't want to come back. And like, Warner Brothers is like, You get back here and make a Dracula movie. And Chris Release, like, uh, rest in peace, the, the wonderful Chris Release, like, <laughs> <laughs> actor. I'm kind of, kind of talking down about his career, but I love him. He's great in, in everything. As Count Dooku or as the wizard standing on top of a tower. That man is brilliant. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know the 
the later run of the Dracula movies, like, get back here and make a Dracula movie. Like, apparently for um, uh, Dracula um, has risen from the grave, which is a great one. It's the, it's the third in the Christopher Lee vampire films from Hammer. They were like, if you don't come back and make our Dracula movie, you're going to be putting people out of work or something. And he was like, fine. <laughs> just like anything they can do to get him back, you know? Yeah, just guilt the shit out of him. Guilt the shit out of that poor man, but... Yeah, those are classics, and yeah, I'm sure um, it could be on. Even even for the run of movies, blockbusters coming up in the summer, I'd love to come on. Yeah, absolutely. Chit chat about some of those. But it's kind of the yeah. best thing about this podcast is not anything specific, so we could yeah. talk about whatever you like. Absolutely. <laughs> Hopefully, All we right. we figure figure out the sound for next time. <laughs> yeah, a little bumpy road, but it's our first time, so we're uh, in terms of getting the uh, the mics and the sound set up. So. Uh, Yeah, I appreciate having you on here, Scott. Yeah, thanks, man. It's, it's been great. Keep up the great work, and uh, listeners, stay tuned. I'm sure there's lots of stuff coming up. So thanks so much for having me on, Ty, and uh, we'll chat soon. Yeah, very soon. Thanks, Scott. All right, thanks. Bye, guys. Well, if you made it this far, that concludes my first guest episode with Mr. Scott Fawcett. Uh, thanks for hanging in there. Uh, I know it covered a boatload of subjects, um, but I, I had a few announcements to make before this wraps up. So uh, just hang in there for a little bit longer. First, make sure you go give Scott a follow on Twitter at ScottyKnows3. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-K-N-O-W-S-3. Also, make sure you give my fave sponsor, Outro Apparel, some love. Uh, they make some amazing clothes, and 10% of every single purchase you make uh, goes towards mental health and research. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at Outra Apparel, that's O-U-T-R-A-A-P-P-A-R-E-L, and as well online at OutraApparel.ca. A few more things. Uh, I will sadly not be doing an episode on Black Mirror Bandersnatch this month, so I'm incredibly sorry if anyone was looking forward to it. Um, it doesn't mean it will never happen, it's just definitely not happening this month. Um, but you can look forward to hearing me this month with the hopefully soon-to-be-released Tron Volume 2, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I've been really dying to actually finish that up. And lastly, you can look forward to hearing me on the incredibly well-made 2Cast, that's like the number 2 C-A-S-T, by Lucas McCormick, uh, where I recorded as a guest on a show uh, just recently, uh, and if my info is right, it should be up very soon. Uh, if it's not up already, uh, depending on when you're actually listening to this. Um, and as always, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at ACFO Podcast. And uh, you can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and Overcast. This episode was produced by the very superb Victoria Chubb and the slightly above par Tyler Horlings. That's me. Uh, so talk to you soon, everyone. And thanks very, very much for listening.